Welcome to the Road to Fueling Better podcast, hosted by registered dietitian Laura Kilkline and dietitian in training Gina Santinello. We created this podcast to debunk diet culture myths, share evidence-based nutrition strategies, and empower you to live your fullest life without restriction. We want to help you make informed nutrition decisions that fit your goals, whether it's optimizing your performance and recovery in the gym or simply learning how to live a healthier lifestyle. We believe that the key to health and fitness success is to build a solid foundation of sustainable habits that support your goals. This not only includes behavior change, but more importantly, mindset change. Together, we've helped hundreds of clients end the yo-yo dieting cycle, improve their relationship with food, hit endless PRs in the gym, and acquire the skills to optimally fuel their bodies, all while enjoying their favorite foods. We hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you want to learn more, follow us on Instagram at balance.fueling and apex underscore underscore nutrition. Right, so today we wanted to have a fun episode and talk a little bit about our own personal experiences with nutrition and kind of going back to really growing up and around food and nutrition, talk about how even we have fallen victim to diet diet culture culture. (laughs) somewhere along the way a a couple times, I think for both of us, and kind of talk about how we overcame that and where we are today. And I think for both of us, you know, there's an influence too on kind of how it inspired us to get into the field. Yeah. I think that a lot of people don't really think that dietitians have ever struggled with like fad diets and things like that. It's just like, you've got it all together with nutrition. But in fact, like that's how the majority of RDs get to where they are from falling victim to these diet culture things for so long Yeah, that it you know, was so much that it encouraged us to go to school for it and learn and really learn and want to help people. So, um, yeah, we have, we have some, some good chats about some fun diets we tried and, uh, you know, like Laura said, how we kind of got away from it. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. What you said of, you know, a, a misconception, maybe that dietitians, um, you know, never, had their own nutrition struggles, you know, at any point or even still, you know, to this day could, you know, we're, we are human. Like, I think it's, it's an important message and, um, I think it's a a valid question. So we kind of wanted to talk about, uh, again, our own experience. So, um, as we, you know, as we both know in, in coaching clients and anyone listening, you know, if you think about it, it's, it's clear that, your relationship with food and even things like body image and stuff like that goes it goes way back yep to really like when you're growing when up. you're growing up yeah um, childhood because how many times is it like well either like a i was told i needed to finish my plate so now i still have that mentality now yep starting from something like that as far as you know having parents that chronically dieted for years and years and years and that's what you grew up with and deemed as normal yeah. Um, did you, how were, what was your experience like as a kid growing up? Did you, with your parents, were they hardcore dieters? Were they not? Yeah. So I was lucky in that, um, my parents were not, you know, chronic dieters by any means. Um, I also think something that was helpful maybe was that I had two older brothers. Yeah. And so 
it was a male-dominated household, yep. so there was less, I guess, body talk. It was more like... on that. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of wasn't really a thing. Um, I mean, granted, my parents, um, you know, were not overweight or anything like that, but, um, you know, it just wasn't the focus. Yeah. Um, even with any other kind of, like, special diets out there, um, no one had any, like allergies it just kind of wasn't a thing um I would say food was was definitely though a big part of our lives um more so because my parents owned a grocery store oh yeah Um, so they had a grocery store and they also had a deli and like a catering business um both my parents loved to cook so we had family dinners so like food was just a big part of our lives in a positive way yeah so I feel I kind of feel like like, uh, the odd, odd is, man out. It, it, like, I that's like rare. These days it is. Yeah. It really is. And it just, it goes to show, uh, your habits and your behaviors really do pass on to your kids. Yeah. Like, look at it. Like, you didn't grow up with that, and that's awesome. Um, like, me too. I, my parents, I mean, they, I don't ever remember them dieting. Um, my aunts will tell me stories, like, oh, the time your mom was on the South Beach diet or whatever. Oh, but, like, she never was, like, super obsessed with it. I never even knew she was, like, on a South Beach yeah. diet or the Atkins or whatever was cool back then. Um, we always just had, like you like you said, like, my mom, my parents would always cook, you know, like, nourishing meals and we'd have family dinner and they were always, like, a balanced meal. Um, it was never, like... There was never emphasis on dieting or like cutting yeah. things out. Um, so I never really was really exposed to diet culture, I feel like, till like high school. Yeah. Which is Agreed. again kind of rare. I know. Now you see these like middle schoolers, elementary schoolers talking about like Weight Watchers has like a Weight Watchers for kids now. Oh, it's awful. Like Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful for not having chronically dieting parents because yeah, really. it, it has such an impact, I think. And even, you know, as you said, like maybe our parents were on a diet at some point, but they didn't kind of, uh, you know, extend that influence onto, onto us, us um, talking about it or saying that we should be doing it no. or, you know, just discussing it all the time, that sort of thing. Because I think that's what, you know, kids are smart. They pick up on those things. And they pick, they and listen. They do They're watching. Do. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was also like, my, my parents, like you, they were never overweight. Uh, they were not sticks by any means. But, like, my mom would be in her bikini, you know, when we go on family vacations. And, like, it was never, like, body image was never a thing. Yeah. I never remember her being self-conscious. She just rocked it. She's like, eh, Yeah. Like. And, again, maybe our parents were, but didn't ever say it, exactly. you know, in front of us. Yep. And I think that's the difference. Because I'm sure, I mean, most people have some struggles with body image or a yeah. day where they're just like we're not like, feeling well, it. I mean, that's normal. Whatever. That's yeah. normal. But I think the the difference is as a parent not talking to yourself in that way in front, in front of, of your, your kids. kids. And I that agree. um yeah, we're we're definitely both lucky in you know in that respect. Cuz I think um, that we both do see a lot of clients that are the opposite of our experience and yeah. the impact that it really has on them. You know, like my mom was Years always later, dieting. Decades my later. My mom was always, like so many clients in your life, and they're like, that's all I know. That's all I've been exposed to. And it's, I don't think, I mean, obviously your parents are not purposely trying to scar you, but I just don't think that they realize exactly. that these actions and behaviors and thoughts that they are portraying about them, their bodies 
takes a huge toll on yeah the next generation so it's like it's setting the stage for that child you know on the other end of it their yeah. own relationship with food and their body yeah um and i think you know that that cycle is sort of prone to continue yep. if we're not i guess careful at what we're saying or recognizing that those messages that we were you know exposed to earlier on were misleading and and fixing that you know yeah. before uh we have repeat that cycle and pass it on to your kids who yeah. are then going to pass it on to their kids like it's like a generational cycle exactly like you need to then nip it in the butt break the cycle yep. then like it's just it just really translates on so um yeah i think that i would say that the first time i was really exposed like diet culture would probably be in high school because i feel like everybody starts dieting in high yeah. school because it's high school and people talk and then yeah. you know basically the the people like us who were not exposed to the chronic dieting are now growing like, up are, what is this? you like, know, around people that were. Yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, so there's that social impact. Um, yeah. And then, too, like, I know, I guess, a, a big first exposure for me, I used, I liked those, like, uh, teen girl, like, magazines, like, Seventeen. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Cos- oh, yeah. Uh, Cosmo. Yep. What was it? Cosmopolitan? Yep. Or Cosmo Girl. Co- Cosmo, Cosmo Girl? Cosmo Girl was, like, the G-rated I did both. Like, so I did Cosmo when I was like younger, yeah. you know, I, and then progressed, yeah. but like, and there's always something, always. you know, on the still, cover and in, in the main is. part. Yeah. It's and so. pounds in a week and you're like, really? How? And then, you know, you're, you're young and naive and they then just you're like, draw Let's you try in. try it. And yeah. then it spirals out for years and years and years. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that. magazines, man. Oh, those are bad. I know. I was at the store today. I saw one that said, uh, it said lose one pound a day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh. Um, but so, I mean, I I don't think I necessarily fell victim to it at that point. But the messages were being exposed, and you know, and sort of, of entering yeah. your mind and just now it's as kind the of norm. There. Yeah, yep. yeah. I remember in high school, I did. Um, one of my friends was doing the special K diet. Oh my gosh! And I was like, yeah, like I'll try it. And it's like it was like e a cup of special K in the morning. Um, eat a couple spe- a cup of special K in the afternoon. Like those were meals. Yep. And then it was like dinner. I think was like have a regular dinner. And I think the snacks were like a shake or a bar or something like that. Yep. But like looking back, it's like okay, there's not even vegetables in here. There's no <laughs> protein. There's like no nutrients. Like special K. What like it's. I mean, I guess maybe it's fortified, but like. But that's at not what the only point thing you should be eating? At what point? Yeah, it does you know? And I'm you're that young. You're not going to be you like, oh, know. you know, this this maybe doesn't make sense for the long term. And but you don't even exactly, know what a vitamin is like I feel we like can't be living off of cereal. No, yeah, we're not living off of cereal. But that was, and I still remember it to this day, like talking about it with my friend, the special K diet, and like, and yeah, it let's out do and it. Trying it, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, obviously, it didn't last more than. A day, probably, because my parents made real meals. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, you're not eating the cereal yeah. for breakfast and lunch. We're going to make you a real meal. Um, but there's just so many, like, little diets like that that really make no sense. Yeah. But that people do because they're like, hmm, it sounds cool. It's just that, you know, again, they I think they think that they're craving structure in some way and then they're promised yep. an outcome. Yep. And you're just kind of sucked into that. Yeah. Because it seems... 
easy or yeah. sort of simple. Like, oh, it's simplified. Okay, just cereal. Just Twice cereal. Or, okay. Like, then you're like... It doesn't make you use your brain at all no. about, like, fueling your body or, again, like, getting actual vegetables nutrients or nutrients and... in your body. Um, and, again, not sustainable, which we've talked about before yeah. and we'll continue to talk about. Continue so to nail it to the ground. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I don't... I'm sure if you, you know, when you were doing that, I don't know if you remember, but I'm sure you didn't feel that great. I'm sure it lost its, you know, enticing, uh, anything that was like cool and fun about it on day one got old very quick. I honestly don't even remember how long I did it for. Like, I don't even know if I did it for, I just remember like reading about it and starting it. Yeah. Like, I don't, probably ended it that night, but, um, it's just like the point is, is that, you know, I tried a diet in high school. Like, that's where it all starts. Yeah. You know, like, whether it was one diet or five diets, like, you're starting diets at such a young age. When you're, you're you like know. 14 years old. Like, so that's young. crazy. High school, it's just, you're like a child. Yeah. And you're worried about dieting? It's, I mean, and you think about how that could have impacted not only performance like in school, you know, academic wise, but I know you said you did track, right? So, and then like, you know, kids running into injuries and stuff like that. It's, it's like a recipe for disaster. But that's not like these special K diets don't say that. Like if you're active, have an extra cup of special K. With an asterisk that may cause injury or... Fatigue to pass out. Yeah, or a terrible relationship with food four months after, you know, inserting anything like that there. Um, So, yeah, it is just mind-blowing that, you know, so early on. Um, And again, I think even high school, like, is kind of late. Like yeah. nowadays, yeah. you, you hear like about it middle in middle schoolers. school, um, which is just so sad. Diets in high school? Did you ever dabble in any? In high school, I don't think so. Um, but I definitely did have sort of like a good and inf- uh, bad food mentality. Oh yeah. So like there was a little bit of food guilt, like yep. you know, when I would eat pizza or something like that, I would kind of feel guilty, thinking like, oh, this is gonna make me gain weight. So. Um, I think that was more prevalent for me, at least in high school. Yeah. Um, and that's something you obviously picked up along the way somewhere because like you said, like you weren't exposed to that as a kid. Yeah. So somewhere along the way in high school. Just those messages. Those messages. Yeah. And now here you are feeling guilty for eating something that you just ate for like 15 years guilt-free. Yeah. And now you're exactly. like, well, I feel guilty for eating Now this, this is a problem. Like, well, why? Yeah. No, no, why? it's not. Right. Um, so, and I think... The biggest problem and almost kind of like a regret, but um, no regrets, but is I actually underfueled in high school. Yeah. And, and you played um, hockey, right? Yeah. So um, I played field hockey, ice hockey, and then I did lacrosse for two years. No I, time to be I, underfueling with no. that. Um, so... I used to just, I remember getting out of bed, like, for high school was just, like, a struggle. I wanted to sleep, whatever. Yep. Um, tired from practice the night before, blah, blah, blah. So, I did not eat breakfast. Yeah. Like. So, it was, like, unintentional. Yeah. Underfueling. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't want breakfast. Wasn't really dieting. I just, um, unless it was, like, a team, we used to do, like, team breakfast. We'd go to the bagel shop. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. Other than that, would not eat breakfast. I'd bring a lunch to school, and I would eat that at, like, 10 a.m. Because you're starving now. Because then I'd be starved, yep. yep. 
um, like eat it during class. So then I'm distracted, like just not good. Yeah. And then would scavenge at lunch and then we would go home to my house before practice and like eat all this food before practice, which didn't really set up us up for like the best practice. Um, this is me and my, my good friends I played, uh, field hockey with, but, and hockey. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, it was just kind of playing catch up. Throughout yep. the whole day. And I think I see that a lot with yeah. clients now. Like, yep. oh, I don't eat breakfast. Like, breakfast is always like, it's like, do you eat breakfast? No. Okay. I, we know the first thing we're talking about. Yeah. Like, breakfast really sets the day up. Yeah. And Even if, if you don't think it does. It does. Like, what happened to me, I got too behind, and then I was overly hungry. Exactly. Running on empty, low energy, just not... Yeah. It was just, like, it was awful. So, looking back, I'm like, ugh, like, I wonder... How I would have felt throughout the day had I actually had, had breakfast, breakfast and brought and... probably brought more food with me right. as well. Right. Um, and so I think that's, you know, another thing. Like there's the sort of uh, purposeful underfueling where there's this dieting, whatever, insert, you know, special K diet here, yep. whatever it is. And then there's the um, sort of accidental underfueling. And I think you put those together. And that's easily a vast majority of our whole population, yeah. but let, like high schoolers, like it's, it's across the board. Yep. Um, it's, it's so common. Um, so it wasn't until I think college that, um, combined with kind of studying nutrition and like, yep. you know, the whole like clean eating movement was happening at the same time. I was a clean eater too at one time. So <laughs> definitely got on board with that for a little bit and you know, even now there's kind of a new, uh, disordered eating pattern, like orthorexia, yep. where it's essentially that you're, you're obsessed so obsessed with, with this, pleading, pleading. yeah, quote, you know, yeah. we're giving the bunny ears, uh, <laughs> in quotes here. Quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um, bunny ears, is that what you want? I, air quote. I, I think it's an air quote. Yeah. I think. I know, but it's I like bunny ears. I don't know. Bunny um, ears, air quote. Yeah. You guys tell us. You know what we're saying. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Now they've actually like, characterized it, like you said, as as a is it actually an eating disorder, orthorexia? I no? believe it is. I think it um, is, and it's because it's so prevalent. Everybody is obsessed with eating clean. It's just taking something like to that extreme to where exactly. it's just not healthy, and then demonizing yeah. other foods. And now in your head, something that's not whole is now not clean, and yeah. now we don't eat and off that are limits, not clean. and you know not right. good and. So again, just taking it to that extreme. So I definitely, uh, definitely fell victim to that just with um, studying nutrition and kind of being like, oh, I guess I'll just be super into it. Yep. And then, um, you know, recognize later that it's how that not... was not, you know, the right fit. Um, but the first like diet diet was more so like a shake, shake One diet. Those. Yeah. Like Herbalife? Wasn't Herbalife, I don't, I mean, Maybe I guess that was like that before was Herbalife was a thing, but it was um, the same idea? Yeah, I, I honestly am blanking on the name. Um, there were a lot. I re- there were a lot of shakes. I haven't, diets. like, heard of it lately. It's, um, but it was basically two shakes a day, one regular, you know, yep. meal. Yeah. Um, and, like, looking back, it's like, we don't even know what's in those shakes. But they're saying, no. eat the shakes, and you're like, or drink the shakes, and you're like, okay. You have no idea what's no. what these shakes are. I did not use, like, and that, I mean, I think that was after freshman year. So I'm 
one year of undergrad nutrition under my belt. And even then, you know, I hadn't really recognized. Granted, you're really taking gen eds the first year, but still. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it was like a, it's a protein shake that they fortify with, you know, a third of your vitamin needs because they're suggesting to have it for two meals. Um, But again. But they're also like so low calorie. Like. Oh, yeah. not a meal. No. That's what blows my mind is like. It's just basically meeting your protein needs and that's it. Yeah. Maybe getting some nutrients. Otherwise, calorie wise. Yeah. They're not there. No. Not enough. No. But that's why these people drop drastic weight on these shake diets because you're not eating. Yeah, and it's you muscle. You think you are, but yeah, and it's muscle. So I've never fallen victim to a shake diet. I've been around a lot of people that have tried them. Yeah. But um, I that's one that I, I just I just like love eating. I'm I know. Always like I yeah. don't want to have a shake. Like I oh. just want to eat real food. Um, I will say I, I did fall victim to the paleo diet, though. Oh, okay. That Another big, big one. one. And it's still around. It is still around. Yeah. I still do hear, not as much, I feel like, but it's still there. There's tons of, like, books on it. Yeah. And, like, um, yeah, when I started CrossFit, paleo was, like, huge in CrossFit, like, like, eight years ago now. Like, every CrossFit athlete was doing it, which is wild because there's, like, like such limited carbs on paleo. Like, no grains. Like, how yeah. are you doing CrossFit and, like, not having, you know, like, That fuel and, yeah. for that high intensity. And and so that's – the basis of that is is eating like a caveman, yeah. right? Yeah, um, So You're if a caveman like, couldn't eat it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, like, yeah, like, no grains. It was, like, protein, fruits, veggies. You could have, like, sweet potatoes. You could have – I don't even know if you could have regular potatoes. Uh, but, like, no grains – I think fats were like, like if a caveman, could, yeah. Uh, I think so I, like I, animal I don't know fats. Have peanut butter. I don't know. I, it was just very restrictive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did that for like a little while, and I would like die. That was when I was doing two a day CrossFit workouts oh every day. Yeah. For like thirty days straight, doing paleo, oh not God. never taking a rest day, doing two a days. Like, would I be proud of like this? Is my thirtieth day the without storm. working out. Yeah. Or with without a rest day, like. And then you wonder why I was always getting injured yeah. and feeling like garbage and not PRing, not getting stronger. Like, cause you're just not, I was not fueling. I was not resting. I was not recovering my body. Like it's, it was not a good combination, Yeah. but I thought it was the best. I was like, this is what I should be doing. So what, uh, what got you out of that, you know, um, all right, paleo maybe isn't for me. I think shortly after that was when... I hired my nutrition coach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think I hired him in like 2015 and he was a registered dietitian, sports dietitian. And it was just kind of like, you know, like I was noticing like performance was not increasing. Mm. Like I wanted to get better. And, um, I was like super under eating, eating at this point because I just like knew nothing else. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, as we like under eating is glorified in this. Yes. Because of those messages, yes. again, and it's like just, from so early on. Oh, yeah. So I remember, like, I hired him, and I remember he's like, all right, well, we got to bring your calories up because you're, like, very low right now. And I remember, like, crying tears, like, yeah. crying to Alex and being like, why did I hire him? Like, he's yeah. just, he is going to ruin everything. Like, I was, like, that also just goes to show, like, how, like, I cried tears because he was 
I want to bring your calories up. Yeah. And I was like so you were distraught. That, yeah. I was like, no, no, like this, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go terrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was like, oh, let me trust the process. And, uh, yeah. And then that's kind of like what got me here today. Obviously, yeah. uh, there's like, there was a lot of, um, like ups and downs throughout the process, which I think we're going to kind of get into a little bit later, but, um, you know, like honestly it was hiring a professional to kind of help pull me out of that crazy. What you were doing that yeah, wasn't working for so long. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you sought the help. I did. Of an expert. Yes, I did. And. Best decision I made. It helped you, you know, in, in terms of everything you were looking for from that experience and also sparked your career. Exactly. So like. That's why I said it was wow. the best decision Are you I've kidding? Ever made. Like that's, yeah. yeah. Like doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, again, just knowing that we've, you know, run into these things and I think it's important to think about again, that sustainability of anything that you're trying of like, this is not giving me the result that I want, right. you know, to where I'm not progressing in the gym or I'm not able to enjoy the foods that I like or whatever it is and saying something needs to change. Right. And, um, so yeah, I think, um, I don't think I ever tried paleo. Um, and that, that reminds me of, um, a little bit of whole 30, which I feel like oh, yeah. came a little bit later on. Too. Yeah. I didn't, I was just like, at that point, I, I think when whole 30 was big, I was a dietitian at that point. Yeah. And I think I had a whole little bit more like, like kind of like paleo. It was just yeah. like all whole foods. Like, but yeah, I, I definitely dabbled in that one for a little while. I was just kind of like, Again, I, I was a dietitian at that point, so I think I had better, you yep. know, critical thinking skills. Yep. And I was like, well, the whole 30 was like, the, you try it for 30 days. Right. And so I guess I liked that in terms of it's like, all right, it's realistic in terms of, it's not telling people to do this forever. forever. It's just kind of, you know, and I think where there's validity maybe to that and potentially paleo, I don't really know the difference, is like food intolerances. Yeah. If you're you're feeling like you're eating foods that are like you know causing digestive issues or something yeah obviously you need to get to the bottom of that right but you should be working with you know an expert exactly. to help guide you through that and they're not just going to blindly say oh go paleo and see how you feel yeah but it, it's more of an elimination diet um but I had no issues with food intolerances so I I was just like like why am I doing I this? don't want to cut any of these foods out Forever, so, and I don't have any intolerances, so I'm not going to bother. do it. Yeah. And I think it's easier for us to see that now. Like, you know, like before it was like dabbling in the whole like paleo and whole 30 and good and bad. But like now looking back, it's like, that's one thing I always say is if you don't see yourself cutting it out for good, don't cut it out no. for 30 days. No. What is the point of that? Exactly. Just for you to cut it out for 30 days, drop X amount of pounds and then binge then on it. Yeah. And gain weight back and then feel guilty like that's where the cycle, cycle. goes yeah exactly so, yeah i whole 30 is not I, I can see the the intention that they have behind it it's just not a long term no thing. and just not not necessary like no. you don't you know it's just not need necessary. to go it's an extreme that's yeah. what it is it's an extreme yeah exactly so didn't uh didn't fall into those two when they were around kind of like college uh I guess time period. Um I would say in college though I was more of a 
probably like a stress eater. Yep. Um, and I think that sort of carried over into like grad school as well and internship life, um, Living which you right can now. imagine, you know, yes. it's a little stressful. Yeah, a little um, bit. <laughs> you have, you know, you have a new boss every six weeks or however yep. long. And, and you're, you're like nonstop on the go. You're just like yeah. a sponge absorbing yes. everything. Yeah. So um, I definitely dealt with that a lot. Um, and I think the whole cheat meal mentality too yeah uh i remember a scarring birthday of mine in college where for this is kind of where i was in that like clean eating sort of phase the good the bad so i would sort of really restrict um you know a lot of really tasty foods like pizza or you know whatever so it was my birthday and i decided you know i'm just gonna eat anything I want yeah. today. Like kind of like cheat meal kind of a day. Yeah. And we already went into it with that mentality. Yeah. Like an all or nothing mentality. And I remember like I went to the dining hall. I had like, you know, the meal plan or whatever. Um I don't know what I got for breakfast to be honest, but I just remember getting an Italian sub for lunch. Like you know, like a loaded Italian yeah. like along with other things. Yeah. I don't know what. And that combined with whatever I had for breakfast, I was like doubled over in pain. Oh no! And it was my then I was like pissed because it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Whatever you wanted. I like probably had plans that night to like go out with friends or whatever, and I was like, I just feel like I need to go lay down, and like I was just it was awful. Yeah. And so, you know, in my head, I'm like, why did I do that? And then looking back now, it's like. Oh, of course that was going to happen. And it was probably because you were like, well, I need to have all this right now because tomorrow's not my birthday. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I can't have this Exactly. When in reality, it's like, it's just another day tomorrow. You can have a sub. You don't need to have everything on top of it. Like. Yeah. And had I only known. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I definitely had that mentality for, like, a long time. I would be, like super clean throughout the week. Yep. And I remember I would have these, like, cheat day Sundays. And I would go, like, not even cheat meal, like, cheat day. Like, from the minute I woke up on Sunday, yeah. it was, like, give me everything. Like, I don't even, like, I, I am not a donuts fan. I know I'm, like, the minority here. I don't yeah. like donuts. I would just, like, if there were, like, I'd always go to my family's on Sundays. They'd always have, like, a big thing of donuts. I'd go, like, ham on the donuts. Like, yeah. I don't even like donuts. But I, they were there. And yeah. I can't have these during the week. So, like, it just, again, goes to show, like, you want what you can't have. Yeah. I don't like yep. donuts, but I couldn't have them. So now I wanted them. Even when, yeah, you it's something you don't, don't really like. like. And I would do that all day, though. On Saturday, on Sundays, it would be all day. Like, whatever food there was there, give it to me. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm eating things I don't like just because they're there. I'm eating, like, way past fullness. Like, yeah. I would be so uncomfortable at yeah. the end of the day. But then it would be, like, that mentality of, like, well, tomorrow's Monday, so yeah. no more. And kind of like, oh, I got to get it in today. That's what it was. Yeah. But then it's like you just feel like garbage. Yeah. At the end of the day, Sunday, it takes like days to feel back to normal. Probably, yeah. I was going to say, probably Monday, you just like like, wake up and still like digestive wise, energy wise are like feeling the impact of that. Yeah. But I would like tell everyone, I'm like, it's my cheat day. It's Sunday. Like it was a mess. And it's just like physically it was a mess, but like mentally, like that's. Crazy. Yeah. To, to have two extremes like that. Oh, I know. But that's what people have now. Like, And in the moment, it, you didn't, you know, you really didn't recognize. I didn't think what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. I was like, that's fine. I'm all good all day, all week. I deserve this. Yeah. This Sunday. 
And it's like, I like what? I deserve to just feel like garbage? Yeah. Like, well, that's, I think, that's the takeaway is that you don't, you know, you don't feel good when you're being overly restrictive and not, you know, allowing whatever foods it is, whether it's, you know, by paleo, the special K diet, um, you know, res- the clean eating, you know, yep. restricting all week and then doing a cheat day. Like, that restriction doesn't feel good. No. And then, you know, the birthday cheat meal, the Sunday cheat meal, yep. like... That doesn't feel good That doesn't feel good way. either. Like, in the so, other direction. you are just going from extreme to extreme of not in feeling that great. Exactly. When in reality, it's like, let's move Meet those, in the middle. Yeah, let's <laughs> like, meet in the middle and... Be realistic. I feel good. Yeah. And I think, too, sometimes it's like that all or nothing thing where, like, we think that we want structure um, and to sort of be on or off. Um, But when we do that, we do not feel good. No. Mentally or physically. Either way, you know, when we're on or we're off, we don't feel good. No. And so I think that's, like, that's the takeaway. And I think... Anyone who, who's listening who maybe is, like, currently in something like this where you kind of have that, like, tunnel vision or you just don't really recognize, it's, like, pump the brakes a little bit and yep. and ask yourself if you actually feel good doing what you're doing. Yeah. Are you getting results that you're looking for? Do you feel good mentally, you know, in terms of how fueled you are, your relationship with food? Do you feel good physically? Like, again, are you running into those sort of cheat meal episodes or even like binge eating. Yeah. And I think if the answer is no, you need to start to question if what what you're you're doing, doing, you know, if that approach is really working for you is the right fit for you. Yeah. Um, Because it probably isn't if, you know, if you don't feel good. all of these other issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's definitely a huge one is just, you know, learning not to be extremes, but that's what the world is right now. It's extremes. Like, these diets, like, you know, even the diets that are around today, like keto, that's an extreme. Oh, yeah. Uh, intermittent fasting, that's an extreme. Like, anything that, you know, like we said, like, creates all these rules, that's an extreme. And I think that people get uncomfortable when, like... They're in the middle like that. Yeah, and it's all, but it's almost like, you know, when I tell people, like, we're going to, you know, include this and that and this and that, it's almost too flexible for people yeah at first they're like but they're wait, like, wait what do you mean yeah wait, yeah i can have that oh but like sure? how often so like how many days a week <laughs> and it's like no 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 like you need to learn how to i think build trust with your body yeah and again like listening to how it responds and how you feel yep if you eat something five days a week and it doesn't make you feel good i mean i guess it's up to you you can either continue to eat that and not feel good or you can say hmm I wonder if I maybe eat this less often or eat something else yep you know more often maybe I'll feel good exactly and then that's when you I I really see that that's when people start to make the progress is when they start eating foods and or not eating foods because of how it makes them feel yeah because that's when you really learn if I go to just tell you okay you can't have x y and z you don't understand why. And you're yeah. going to be like, well, okay, like, well, why? And but then, if you yeah. experience it yourself and you're like, all right, I eat this and this usually really hurts my stomach. Well, now you're making this, the decision. I don't want to feel like that. Yeah. So, and there's I'm a not clear purpose. Yeah. You know, of, oh, well, that gives me a stomach ache or whatever. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I think we have to, again, learn about how our body responds to certain things. And if you're, I guess, so like blinded by the food rules in any kind of like structured diet that we mentioned today or probably the hundreds out there that we didn't. Yeah. Um, you're kind of blinded by the rules or, oh, that's allowed or that's not allowed, that you're not able to tune into how you actually feel. Right. Because you're just like, oh, well, I can't eat that. Because it should, you should, everything's allowed. Yeah. F- straight up, everything is allowed. But it's, how do things make you feel? Like, when do you want to allow it? Yeah. It's not like, thing you, it's, the only things that are not allowed are the things that you decide, like, these don't make me feel good, so I'm not going to allow these to be yeah. a part of my diet. Not because uh, your favorite Instagram inspo person <laughs> yeah. was like... Doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat these. Yeah. Like, no, that's the, that's not a valid reason to not allow something into your diet. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I I think that we, we kind of, like, moved away from this uh, whole diet fad type thing by like I said I hired a professional you and then I went to school for it yep. you went to school for it it's kind of you know like we educated ourselves really like really hardcore educated ourselves on solid nutrition principles that helped get us out of this fad diet cycling pulled us out of the hole pulled it pulled <laughs> us right out and it took it's like years I mean school yeah. is years I worked with this nutrition coach for like six years yeah um, just because it was like a learning process. Like I learned so much. Um, and I think that people, again, expect to, you know, see results in three months. And it's like, no, this is, it's a constant effort, takes years. And it's so and it's different a, yeah. from that sort of quick fix where there's these hard set rules that are not flexible, not realistic. And, you know, it's, oh, this this 14-day program or you know, again, something super quick. Whereas you, you know, what actually worked for you in setting you up for success in terms of, you know, like you said, performing better, um, having a better relationship with food was a longer process where you're actually learning. Yes. Like learning about what works for you and your body. Um, and not focusing on that sort of black and white of like, this is allowed, this isn't allowed. And like, living sort of in that gray area yeah. of like let me figure out what does work for me and what makes me feel good yep yeah I agree um so like what was your experience with like kind of like how you got out of it and like moved away I kind of talked a little bit about mine about how I hired the coach you went to school but like what kind of really helped get you out of it yeah so I feel like in college I was definitely again more of that clean eating and then towards the end and then in in grad school and in the internship I sort of just got away from that because of just like I was just super busy and stressed um and so then I kind of feel like you know you go into the again the other extreme of just oh now I'm gonna have all these foods that I hadn't really eaten for like three years or however long Um, so then I kind of was in like a little bit of a party mode for a little bit, (laughs) to be honest. Um, you know, we were also living in Newport at the time, so we had to, to get to our house, we had to drive through downtown, like Thames Street. And it was just like, so tempting. Like, oh my, and after a long day, like just 
it was very tempting. Yeah. So the pizza, the fudge. There's a lot of good places. Yeah, and it wasn't even like getting. It was more just like let's go out to eat and then like, you know, drinking and then like not feeling well, so then not exercising and then cycle. It was just kind of that cycle of just being a little bit of a hot mess. Um, I had that cycle in college too. Yeah. And everyone yeah, goes through it. Yeah, and looking everyone back, you know, I, I felt like crap. And yep. so what actually got me out of it was really um, fitness in okay. that I, again, I, I felt like crap and kind of had that moment where, um, I guess the moment was we were moving to Providence and I kind of was like, okay, you know, fresh start. I yep. don't, I don't feel good. Like my habits, you know, yeah. it's kind of that like coming to Jesus moment. Like yeah. this is, this doesn't work. Something I do not change. feel good. So I was like, you know, I kind of know what to do in terms of nutrition. Looking back, I, I did. I still, you know, also had a lot to learn, but yeah. um, wanted more help on the fitness side of things because I didn't have sports anymore. Yep. You know? That's like, a big thing too. Yeah. I, I, you we, that's a whole it. other episode, I that think. That is a whole other episode. Um, so I was a little bit like a lost puppy. Like, yeah. I have, I don't, I'm not a gym person. Like, I don't know what to do. So... I decided that when we moved to Providence, I was going to hire a personal trainer. Okay. Um, and so I did. Um, shout out to Fitness Together Providence um, on the east side of Providence. Um, that's where my office usually is, actually, pre, pre-COVID. Not yep. <laughs> um, but I started working with a trainer, and um, at that point, you know, I was putting in this hard work in the gym. I That was my first introduction um, really by my own... I guess idea, uh, I obviously saw it somewhere, but, uh, wanting to track my nutrition, okay. you know? And so I used, uh, my fitness pal, yep. um, just to kind of learn, you know, again, I, I did have a healthy mindset around it where, um, and I think that's a whole other episode that too, is definitely. uh, is sort of tracking nutrition, uh, with a, a healthy mindset versus Different, not. Yep. Um, the so mindsets I, when it comes to tracking nutrition is going to be a whole Another episode. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I will say I, I did have the right mindset about it in terms of just wanting to learn. Um, and I, I had never tracked what I ate before actually. So, um, so I did that and, um, you know, got the results I was looking for. Like, you know, I was hoping to lose some body fat, but also gain strength. I want to get gain muscle. Um, and so that's really what, just kind of sparked into the whole like okay this is something that's sustainable or I'm learning about what works for me and what doesn't work for me yeah um and so I did you know track macros or whatever for I don't know maybe about a year um you know not every day religiously but but did it you know for about a year um and you know eventually kind of got to that point where I just kind of like New. Learned from it, learned yep. what worked, got, got out of it what I was looking for, and, um, you know, now kind of um, just kind of practice more, like, mindful eating, but uh, that process taught me a lot yep. about, you know, again, oh, I am I thought I was eating this, but I guess not, and you know? It's just a learning say. experience. It's like, you don't need to count your macros forever. Like, it's a tool to understand what's what, going on. Exactly. What each food is and what it, you know, contains. Um so then you can kind of use those skills to make decisions in your everyday life. Yeah. When you don't have access to a scale or to my fitness pal or whatever it is. Um, so I, I love, I do think it's a very useful tool to open your eyes into like what you are consuming. 
and learn about food in terms of like, like let's, I guess it's like almost like starting from scratch of like, oh, but I thought this food was bad. Yeah. But then it's like, no, like let's look at food for actually what it is. What yeah. nutrients does it have? Yeah. You know, what, what, what's its actual nutritional breakdown? Do you like it? How do you feel when you eat it? Like, exactly. again, the important stuff. Exactly. Um, Not just because my this fitness influencer said this is a bad food. Yeah, exactly. With no concrete evidence yeah. of anything. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's cool. So it was kind of like fitness related, got you yep. into. And I mean, how long did that whole process take? A long time, I would assume. Like yeah. a couple years, really. So, um, so I started working out there, I think that was 2017, and I still train okay. there. Yeah. Um, but I was sort of in it, you know, in that sort of learning process for a good two to three years. Yeah. And I think even then, like, I, I was still learning. And that's like, so you two know, to three years. Even after. I only tracked for probably about a year, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe the second year was like more spotty. Yeah. But, but I guess I still kind of like learned from that process and was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling, kind of like sets you up for again, listening to your body. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling, and even now I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling like shaky. I can, like, I can tell when I'm low on carbs. Me too. I Me can too. tell when I'm low on protein and or like, fat. And like, I can tell like, when it's about to happen. Like, yeah. like, you know, when you're starting to feel that shakiness, like you, like I can tell even before that happens. Yeah. You know, like you really get to know your body in this process. Yeah. And that's the key. That was the like coolest learning thing. learning yeah. your body and how it feels when it's deprived of certain things or when you know, it's adequately fueled with certain things. There's... Exactly. Yeah. So that was a huge takeaway for me. Um, And I think, again, that's part of, you know, using it in a healthy way. Um, But you said, like, it took two to three years. Like Oh, it was a process. Yeah. progress in three months. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's it's an ongoing process forever and ever and ever. It never ends. Yeah. So I... People, you got to get it out of your head that you're going to see, like, amazing progress sustainable progress in three months because it takes years to get the it physical does. and mind and mindset yeah like uh transformations really it's just an ongoing it's not and I don't even like how I just use transformation because it's not like a before and after transformation it's just a constantly a changing yeah. transformation and like, like I feel like the moment you get to that place where maybe originally your your goal was like I want to get there then you get there but then you realize Oh, there's so much more. I'm like, I'm still learning, or I still don't know, or yeah, I want to take it like this way, or I don't know. Like you just your goals kind of evolve over time as you yep. continue. Um, but I think to your point of what you said before, like it's difficult. I think mentally for a lot of people to give up on that structure of yep. that black or white, all or yep. nothing. But living sort of in between in that, like I call it, like the gray area, like. Yeah. It's, it's maybe not as structured. Like there's less sort of rules of like only eat this on Sunday or have this twice a week. It's like we can live in the gray, learn to actually learn about food. Yep. Learn about about your body. Yep. Learn about how for you as an individual, how those two things sort of interact because, you know, again, everyone's a little bit different. Some things apply to pretty much everyone. And you know, some people have other things going on, like yeah. food allergies or whatever. Yep. Um, so you have to figure out what works for you. Um, and that takes time. And so, so much time. I like think... more than three months. Yes. More than six oh, months. Yes. Like, um, 
Absolutely. So I think even though that's uncomfortable and might seem like, oh, but that seems weird, you know, it's less structured, but yeah, listen to the two so, experts talking right now. Yep. That is where you, know, you want to be truly where you want to be truly what's going to be most sustainable. And I think you're going to feel good, you know, again, mentally and physically. And kind of going, going into that, like, when you when you're in that all or nothing mentality, that black and white mentality, that good or bad mentality, like everything is stressful. Yeah. Right. So it's like when I first hired that coach and I started tracking macros. That's how it was. Um, I got obsessed with it, and it was like too much. So it was yeah. kind of like the good or bad, as in like I'm tracking macros and then I have, gone wrong. Yeah, macros yeah. gone wrong, and it got to the point of like social situations were so stressful. Like I would cancel all the time. I would like come up with these like ridiculous excuses as to why I couldn't do something yep. because of the food. You know, the food. Like I'm not going to celebrate a birthday dinner because here I am all super anxious about the food. Not how am I going to fit it into my macros? Like that was not a, a way to live. No. Like that, and that took like, like I said, like years of like just constant effort and changing that. Yeah. And um, probably something you worked with that coach yeah. on too. Like yeah. how to approach that. And yep. um, again, I think a whole other, a whole other episode too is yep. the fact that like, I like to say a lot, like diet culture doesn't own something. So like, I think people sometimes hate on macro tracking because they think that sometimes it it means that what you you know right. you're sort of uh, you know experienced with it that was too extreme right um, I think which that, I can totally see and people think like everybody's oh every, like that exactly it's when like, in reality it's like you gotta I, dig deeper and dig look deeper at actually and, how it's being used exactly because now like I still track macros I've been doing it forever and now I'm like pretty flexible with it like. You know, like, kind of into that, like, flexible dieting approach where, like, yeah. I track, but I, honestly, I track, like, a lot in my head. Like, yeah. it'll just be kind of like, all right, like, I want to have, like, this much carbs, this much protein, this much. And in my head, now I kind of know, like, how to put how that, to that together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that it's just important to learn that it's not always, like, a harmful tool. Yeah. Like, right now is, like, probably the best relationship that I've had with food. And I'm still tracking macros. Yeah, I'm just and not that's totally the macro possible. tracker that I was in that phase of like crying when there was a social situation. Yeah, which oh is so sad, so stressful. Of. Um, and you know, again, that's where you can kind of look back and say like, okay, that wasn't a good time. Yeah, you know, like, um, I, you don't want to get to that obsessive. Point. No, and so I think that's like again, that's the point is like even something like I don't know. It's just I don't think you can label something as being. Like, works and doesn't work. Yeah. There's nothing that works for everybody, and there's nothing that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. It depends. you got to dig deeper of, like, well, how are you tracking? Are you, you know, is my fitness pal giving you your macros, or are you working with a dietitian? Right. Are you having enough? Are you, you know, again, going to social situations and being flexible and have a good relationship with food or not? And, yeah. like, you have to dig deeper. It's not just, like, oh, macro tracking is this or that. Yeah. So... Yeah, just uh, I think something we can talk more about, but but it's just it is a constant like you're not gonna see the results that you want in a short period of time, no. period, like ever, like in anything that you do. Um, so I think that it just kind of like 
go in it for the long run. Like yes, like yeah, be in it for the long run. Yeah, like be open to always constantly changing and learning and progressing. There's yeah. not like like we always say it. I feel like in every episode, like there's no end date. No, like it's just you're just always doing it. So just and that's honestly what helped me a little bit like break that like crazy macro phase was like really learning and understanding that it's consistency. Yeah. Not perfection. Yes. Like something like it really like resonated with me that it's like perfection is not realistic. So So why are you perfect? Yeah. It's consistency. Like you can go out and enjoy a night, not track and just get right back on the next day and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like nothing is going to happen. That's it. Um, so I just feel like, yeah, again, being sort of perfect with anything, whether it's macro tracking, whether it's, you know, the paleo diet or, you know, whatever kind of, uh, thing you're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't think perfection is what we should be striving for in anything. Ever. Um, even, you know, same could be applied to, you know, fitness. I know we said like, oh, you're not going to PR every day. Like it's consistency. Consistency. Like if you just went to the gym and like, you didn't PR, so you're going to be like, I'm never coming back. Yeah. That sounds silly. Yeah. And that usually doesn't happen. But for some reason, when that happens in the diet, people are like, oh, I'm throwing in the towel. Yep. I'm done. And yep. you're like, just keep going. Just yeah. Just consistent. Yep. Uh, so. So, yeah, I think that uh, if you if you learn anything, it's just diets don't work. Fat no. diets do not work. And really learning how to you know, turn your nutrition into a lifestyle. So you don't need to do these diets. Yeah. We've all been victim of this diet culture things, diets, everything that Special goes on. Special K diet, Special K shakes, diets, you know, everything. There's so the much whole nine. There. Yeah. And it's just a money-making scheme. That's it is. what it is. That's what the diet industry yeah. is. It's like billions. I think it's, is it 72 billion? That's I think insane. it's 72 billion. Yeah. That's insane. Unreal. When in reality, um, it's like, let's just learn how to... Eat a balance. Eat a balance Just, of everything. Again, I think, yeah, the, the takeaway is focusing on sustainability and, and, like we said, being in it for the long haul and actually learning about food, Yep. learning about your body, yep. and learning about how those things interact in a way that feels the best for you and aligns with your goals yeah. and your val- values. Boom. Period. Done. That is it. That's it. That's the episode. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Well, if this episode, let's end it on that. If this episode resonated with you, uh, give it a thumbs up or a like or share it with your friends. Yeah, share it on Instagram and uh, let us know what you think. We are always taking ideas for future episodes and stay tuned for next week.